Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Shalom Aleichem, everybody. We are back. Hachzeik, and this is day number 60. We are starting on page 240. And now the seventh. The seventh of the differences between the Balabitachon and the one who is not a Balabitachon. Let's see. Vashvi'i. The one who's the Baal Bitachan, he doesn't grieve when something is lost from him or something is withheld from him if something is not going his way. Even when he loses something that he loves. And we're talking over here about loved ones. In the end, he knows that there's an Ebishter who's running things, that there, there's a Cheshben. And he doesn't really hold back what's available. If he has extra funds, if not even extra, but if he has somebody who can help somebody else, he gladly goes and shares it. And he's not afraid that maybe one day, um, there's going to be a day that I don't have. And so therefore I have to hoard everything now because maybe in the future I'm not going to have anything. No. Why? He could care less with what's going to be with tomorrow. Listen to this. Because he doesn't know maybe his end will be tomorrow. He hopes. He's relying that Hashem will make uh, his... They'll have long years and days within those years, and that Dave will take care of him every single day within those years. But ultimately, though, listen to what a real Balbitachon is. A real Balbitachon is somebody who he looks at today and he says, I'm going to live everything that I have to today as if this is the last. And so I'm going to fill myself with as many mitzvahs as I can because who knows? Because we have no idea how far this money is going to go if I give it out to people. And isn't that, isn't that everything? Isn't that my Olam Haba? Isn't that what I'm here for? Isn't that what I'm meant to be living for? An incredible takeover here of the Baal Bitachon and how powerful his Bitachon, his trust in Hashem is, so much so that he doesn't hoard anything. He goes and he gives as much as is humanly possible. That's his take. And he knows Hashem will take care of him tomorrow. And the things that he did lose, he knows that Hashem has a cheshben on that. So he doesn't rejoice and he doesn't grieve over future things, meaning he doesn't get so excited for future things because who knows? You know, I'm living today, tomorrow, I have no idea what's going to be. And he doesn't like feel too worried either because if I am there tomorrow, same way Hashem took took care of me today, he'll take care of me tomorrow. Because you don't know. Don't be distressed for tomorrow because you don't know what today is going to be. Maybe tomorrow is going to come and you won't even be here anymore. And you went and you grieved on a world that was never even meant to be yours. What is his worry about? What is his concern about with one thing? It's only falling short of what it is that he's obligated to the Ebishter to do because today's that day that I have to do it because I don't know what's going to be with tomorrow. And so he mamish demands of himself to fulfill whatever it is that he could, both in 
what we see and even inside his hidden actions and his inner thoughts as well to keep them pure, to keep them positive. Because he thinks that his day of Asifa, his day of being gathered in, it could be that it arrived to go into the next world, that his day of death is here. And maybe death is going to come suddenly and take him over. And so therefore he thinks I have to really, I have to intensify all the effort that I'm putting into this now for that day that I go towards my final, my final curtain call, my final destination. And so therefore he becomes very indifferent about having to have so much inside this world. The famous Famous teaching of Misat Lasavis, therefore, always try to do tshuva one day before you die. And obviously, because we don't know what that day is, we always have to live a life in which tshuva is on our mind. It should be today. Because even if it's after 120 years, may it be for everybody that way. If you live every day that way. And you lived every day with tshuva. Now, I don't want you to think that this is impossible because guess what? You do tshuva three times a day. You say it. It's the fifth brach on Shemun Hasrei. Hashiveinu avin letaratecha. Hashiveinu. Hashiveinu avinu letaratecha. Hachazirinu bet tshuva shleima lefanecha. What are those words? Cause me to come to you in a tshuva shleima. Barachat Hashem haroitza b'tshuva. Stop over there for a minute and think, Eivishta, if this is my last, I'm trying to return everything back to you. This is what he's telling us. That's how a Baal B'tachan lives. Trust me. If you begin with that in your mornings, and then again in the afternoons, in the middle of your crazy workday, and then at night when you come home and you're about to see all the kids again, by Marv, your whole life is different. Your whole drive is different because you're living the life that Chovat al-Bavot is explained to us now. Based on the Gemara and Shabbat and the Mishnah and Perkei Avot, so then all you days at all times. You Let it be that your garments always be white. White means free of sin, and that is a mashal to the neshama to always be free of sin. But if the one who does not have Hashem, anything that he loses, it becomes. It becomes the worst day ever. If Chas V'Shalom, his business day or whatever it is, if his money should start to go away from him, that's it. And then if Chas V'Shalom, he should lose loved ones. He's Tzubrachan. Now there's a Tzubrachan, of course, we're allowed to have. If somebody loses a loved one, even the Baal B'Tachan is Tzubrachan. But there's a difference, though. And he's trying to explain to us that he, the guy can't do it. He just, if he doesn't have a Hashem, how does he find purpose in that? And then he feels like all his desires are held back from him. He's being deprived. And so he feels like, oh no, I have to go and stockpile everything. I can't give anything away. Lest he be deprived of any of those comforts that he lives a life for. And he's going and he's stockpiling it as if he's boteach, 
that he's sure that he's not going to be a guy who's going to ever change out of this world. He's saving up as if he's playing the beer for another 570 years. And if you're planning to stockpile all that, he kind of believe you're never going to die. So that fear of death is never in front of him. And then, and then he doesn't do his tube every single day. He's never going to end. He's never going to expire. And he doesn't remember his afterlife, what's going to be with Olam Haba. He's only busy himself inside this world. And so that's it. He doesn't think about what his obligation is inside spirituality. He doesn't go and start to build himself in Olam Haba at all. And his confidence is, look, I'm going to live a very long life over here. And so therefore, let me extend my desires over here as much as I can. And never thinking about the world to come. And that causes him to have a very, very limited outlook on what's going to be his Olam Haba. And if somebody should talk or come and give him this Moser and tell him that, hey, you're not living life the correct way. How long are you going to turn away from really thinking about what you need to have provisions for the future and for what's going to be your final destination? How are you not building that? What's he going to say? He's going to answer back. I'll do it. But first I have to make enough to live. And I have to feel as if my provisions are filled. And for everybody also who's with me. For all the days. And so he's going to be all second side. There's comfort. This running after security. And finally, when I'm done with the worries of this world. I'll turn my attention to finally pay the Abish to his due. And then I'll finally be able to think about that appointed day. But we all know, unfortunately, that that day never comes. It just doesn't happen. And even if the day does come, but it comes with a half a mind. It doesn't come with the full-on attention that's needed. So to finish off today, oh yeah, it's already 10 minutes. This response demonstrates how far a lack of a talking can take a person. In the next chapter, Chavad Lubavot calls people with such an attitude solicitors of security deposits, for they in fact ask Hashem to provide them with security as a condition for dedicating themselves to His service. Chavad Lubavot spends the entire next chapter describing the imprudence of such people. We'll see that next time. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.